0: you wanna play berserk you're on hey where are you going the video arcade you can't play berserk at home now you can atari it's berserk inside an electric maze where robots shoot with electric rays
1: take that turkey so look out don't get trapped or you might get zapped. berserk is here from atari can you beat that and only for
0: systems from atari have you played atari today welcome back to the retro show called play retro i'm your host scott johnson and i've never felt more alerted to intruders than i am today
1: oh and i am your other host brian dunaway and i think these robots know about the quarters in my pocket and it's it's kind of freaking me out man it's kind of freaking me out
0: they want to Mm -hmm. eat every uh every metal uh, uh piece of money you might have in your pocket yeah. It's a token. You know
1: I love that. Yeah. I love that commercial by the way at the top of the show, the Atari commercial. I love Grandma. She like hops up like uh like the grandpa from uh, Willy Wonka when he found out I was getting to go to the chocolate factory. He's like, "Let's
0: go to the arcade." Oh, hell yeah. Let's go. Not only that, she was uh she just couldn't believe you could just play this at home on your Atari. She was shocked by that. Right. Right. So her and Shocking. her and junior oh, grandma. having a little bit of a grandson grandma day, you know, playing Berserk, which is the most insane thing I've ever heard. Although, back in the day in that in the other room, okay? I'll I'll start the story by saying this. In the other room, I have a cocktail sit down totally busted doesn't work version of Mooncresta. If you remember Ooh. the arcade game Mooncresta, it was basically Nichon Butsu, whatever the name was that was their answer to like galaga or galaxian kind of a you know top-down space shootery shoot the bugs in this in space deal and um had you know two player would flip screens you'd be on one side or the other all that and uh it's okay it's fine it's fine as a game it's not the greatest thing in the world but it's all right and you it has this like docking sequence that's kind of fun and stuff that made it a little bit different anyway my grandmother would no. sit and play that for hours and hours and hours and she was in her, I don't know, seventies, eighties when yeah, she was playing yeah. that, and she'd love that freaking thing, and so maybe it's not so crazy that old grandma might want to, you know, pop in the old berserk cartridge and let right. it rip,
1: you know. I I thought grandmas liked to play like the the gambling games. I Always mm-hmm. thought grandmas were gamblers, but really the probably the truth is most uh, most arcade games before uh, electronic arcade games were. Probably a lot of them were either pinball or one of those uh, gambling type games, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like, uh, that the- it's all they have in Japan now. They got nothing but those uh, pachinko machines. Yeah. There's a lot of pachinko machines there. Like, I, I've never been able to get into that. Maybe we'll
1: have to talk about that one day on Play Retro and and, and deal with uh, the addiction that is.
0: Yeah. I do that. Hey, did I ever, uh, did, did you know that? Uh, um, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Now I forgot. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Uh, the, the version, well, okay, this may be obvious, but we're going to talk about Berserk today because obviously we played the commercial or whatever, and we're going to get to all that in a second. Um, but I did want to throw out a couple of things early on in the show that may or may not be interesting to some people. I know one guy in the chat could care less, but the rest of you are going to probably really be into this. Um, all right. So I went on a bit of a controller hunt. Um, what I'm trying to do is narrow down for my kind of general, set up for capturing old games, doing emulation, all, all this sort of stuff. I want to try to get a few more authentic experiences kind of happening across that experience. And right. so um, a lot of you are out there are familiar with the brand 8-bit do they make nothing but controllers. Uh, they specialize in super retro stuff that connects uh, to various devices. I have an older one over here somewhere that works with the uh, Super NES classic. And it uses a little dongle to wirelessly connect to that thing. But it's basically just a, you know, it looks like a this one, although this has a wire. But it, I mean, it basically it looks, looks like looks, this one. So, yeah, it looks just like it. Yeah. yeah, this is what I use for my model that I drew. Uh, oh, yeah. If reference. you haven't
1: seen Scott's artwork, by the way, if you're listening to Play Retro and you don't know anything else that we do, Scott Johnson is a cartoonist artist. And he has a, a, a brilliant uh, piece of artwork recently that he, that he did uh, of, of repairing or, uh, maybe cleaning up a controller,
0: giant, is, is a fantastic. giant SNES controller out in the middle of the, of the grass. Who knows why it's there, but right. I got in a mood the other night and threw that together. But anyway, uh, the point is, uh, none of that's the point. What is the point? The point is I decided to grab a couple of these and here's what I did. Uh, first one, cause I've been really getting into the, like Genesis back catalog stuff. And right. uh, that was my kind of console du jour at the time. Anyway, I loved my Genesis. So I was a huge fan. Bought all that Sega stuff, all the way up to the 32X. I had a CDX. I had all that crap. And um, anyway, I used to really, really like their six-button controller. So I got one of these. A little six-button Sega controller. Wait, let me see that. What, what does that look like? Does it look like? What is that? I, can't I don't know. Is it the same as yours? Does it look the like M30? this? I don't know. Let's see what you got. <laughs> oh, you got the same one as <laughs> I do. Hold on. Brian's got the same one. So, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, these are wireless USB-C charged, uh, they can also work wired if you want to use them that way and, uh, been great so far. And it's, it's just a more authentic experience for everything from Genesis to, uh, Saturn, um, what was the other one that kind now, of... Oh, 3DO right. also had... It had three buttons, but right. you know, same kind of layout, so ABC sort of
1: thing. Almost all the games I've... I've I love my six-button controller, because when you do need six buttons, it's very important to have them, but I, most of the, the Genesis games I play are just the three-button. Oh, it yeah? It just seems like that was where I lived for some reason. Well, I don't know I don't,
0: why. I don't think that's that unusual. It's a little bit like PlayStation 1. They had their initial controller there. It wasn't even called the DualShock yet. Um, It was just their controller, right. and the controller was fine and worked with games, um but then nintendo comes out with the n64 controller with this crazy analog stick and sony goes oh we could do that and they do the dual shock one which had the two thumbsticks added now that sounds right. great and all but very very few games actually supported it and why is that because if you don't have something that packed in with the damn thing you're gonna have less make yeah. people making games for it it's like anything think of uh xbox uh what was the what was the freaking voice movement thing i forgot already what was that The called?
1: Connect. The, the connect. connect and it was and I love the Connect. You can poop it off. You, you can just poop on it if you want to. I will I poop love on connect.
0: it. I'll poop on it and you then can wipe on with it. it. Yeah, I don't like it. And you know uh, what?
1: And then Bill Gates will see it because
0: he was watching you the whole time. He was watching the entire time and he sees your naked outline. He doesn't see the detail, but he knows that you look <laughs> like naked. But anyway, the connect is the same thing. Those weren't pack ins, they weren't part of the device. And as a result, less development. Okay. So same thing right. happens with controllers. I think that's what happened in this, in the case of uh of Sega, five. yeah, they put out the six button controller yeah. mostly to be an answer to the to the fighting game uh, exact thing that was happening over on the SNES, and they wanted to compete with that, so they did that, and it did work with Street Fighter 2 Tur- Turbo. Uh, it worked with mm-hmm. uh, Eternal Champions, like it had its games, but not nearly enough used all six buttons. In fact, most of them, you're lucky if you use four of those of those six buttons. So. Right. Anyway, th-
1: by the way, yeah. listener, we we don't receive any of these uh, from Eight Bit Dude. This is nothing. This is what we this do. Not we a promotion. like it. Yeah. No, no promotion. Us. No one sent us anything. This is this is just our opinions. And uh, I, I'm with the you. I, I like mine. I, I but actually, there's three versions of the M30 that we're talking about. Uh, the Sega controller. And if you want this to work with your Sega Genesis Mini, you'll have to get a different version that's not the Bluetooth. Because I got the Bluetooth one, but it does plug in through a USB-C type connection. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's, it didn't work with the Genesis Mini. But that's okay because I'm emulating on my computer, which works just fine. Just as fine, so, yeah.
0: So you want to be careful when you're buying up. it. Yeah, read the description descriptions, yeah. I'll tell you. So then I pick up this one, the 8-bit do. Uh, what's this one called? the SN30 Pro, all right? That was that was that was the that one's their big one I think. That's the that's the big seller, right? That's yeah. the one they usually
1: This is the one they push yeah. the
0: most. Now, this that's one basically hit. has the layout and feel of a Super NES controller uh, in terms of D-button, select, start and your action buttons are all in that same layout. It has shoulder buttons, but it also has uh you know, bumper and trigger uh, which, you know, your SNES did not have. And of course, it has two analog sticks on there and they both click in. So this thing is Usable, kind of across the board. If you want to use this on a PC, you could and play brand new modern controller based games if you wanted or or whatever. But I got it mainly for the Nintendo stuff, and I always 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 really like it when a game will let me use that analog stick for something. Um, I played a little bit of uh, Robotron today that way, so we'll talk about that in a little way. Oh, so
1: yeah, Robotron, a dual stick shooter. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, that's that one's that that one. I had the most trouble this past week. Uh, trying to get set up with my controls. Yeah, Robotron's uh, Robotron. a pain in the butt.
0: Ro- Robotron yeah. wants you to fail. Um, and, yeah, and, Robotron, and,
1: all the games we talk about today are are specifically, they want you to fail. And it, it's a good reason why. Yeah. And you'll hear why very you'll, shortly. Yeah, you'll, you'll hear why and why,
0: why that makes more money for everybody who is involved with the product. Right. Uh, but anyway, I really like this <laughs> thing and been very happy with it so far. So that's what I've been using there. And then lastly... Lastly, I needed a new controller for my PC because my old junky one was falling apart and starting to have weird stick drift. And oh, no, it's less expensive just to grab a new one. So I did. I picked up another 8-bit do. Look at this one. Whoops. sorry. Oh, Chad.
1: wow. Wow. You have been they they should be uh, they should be giving you some. Now they should man. sponsor
0: us. Yeah, no kidding. Um, this has a cable. As you can see, I preferred wired cables when I play on a PC. I just do. I don't. I don't. Yeah, it makes my, sense. My PC has is notoriously. Uh, I should. I shouldn't say that about every PC. I, everything's going to be different, but some PCs just don't have the best Bluetooth connectivity. Yeah, Bluetooth,
1: um, Bluetooth sucks. If if you get a dongle, that's usually the best way to, or better way to go. And then of course wired. Just yeah, wired how fast is your, You got to react.
0: Yeah, and so in this one, in this case, I went wired. Uh, it's got a little ferrite core on there, which is nice anyway. If you're looking at that and you're thinking, man, that looks like an Xbox controller, well, it kind of is intended to be that little Xbox button in the middle, it even has a share button, so you can actually use this on a series S <laughs> or X. Yeah, um, that's the share button on yeah, there. Yeah, the only button. thing that's really different in terms of buttons is underneath. Uh, we're talking pre show about this a little bit, but underneath, there's like little clicker buttons for your fingers. I don't know when you'd use those. Um, right? Those are in I, addition I, I, to somebody. Oh, every controller I've ever had, well, not every controller.
1: There's a lot of controllers out there that try to figure out well, what can we do with those other fingers that the players aren't using. And they, there's always some paddles underneath mm-hmm. things, it seems like. Yeah.
0: But these work great. Uh, very happy with all right. three. So if you're you know, thinking, man, I, which ones is he talking about? I will put up in the show notes the names of each. But, so you can go track them down if you want to look I, at them. I, I, I got to say, I just got to say, I don't like controllers with too many
1: buttons. I like enough buttons to perform most of the actions, that was one of the problems I think I had with the Steam controller. It was too configurable. It was just too many things that mm. you could possibly do with it, and I felt like I, every time I played anything with it, I felt like a one man band. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I felt like I was banging the drums with my knees, you know, and 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 doing the harmonica with the harmonica neck thing. It's just I, mm, too my, much. My big I'm complaint.
0: A, my big complaint. With a that robot. controller is they didn't put two sticks on it. That's stupid. Stupid. I understand that you want to do your weird little track tr- pad shit,
1: yeah, on that yeah, device, deep track pad.
0: But that Steam t- controller failed it out was, of the gate without having two damn sticks on it. I'm telling you,
1: it was it was a really, it was a really uh, smart uh, solution to uh, many things, but it was not a very functional solution, and therefore, it failed. Yeah, I'm going to call it a dumb solution. I'm not going to. I it wouldn't somewhere. say it's a dumb solution. I think I, I think for some people it worked. And uh, and when it did work for those people, people, you know, so, but, you know, just, like I said, one man bands. Mm-hmm. Some people are able to do it. They can walk out there and do the one man band. I can't do it.
0: Right. Now, listen, if you want it on your PC to have the hottest, you know, possible like Xbox elite controller or something, you're going to go spend one hundred and seventy, two hundred dollars on that thing. This is like right. under 30 bucks. So I'm also doing this on a bit of a budget. It's cheap. Everything, uh,
1: everything yeah. that we do is is now on a budget. I I did not realize when we got into retro gaming. Mm. I had no clue yeah. how expensive it was about to get. Because you know I'm I'm a modern gamer for the most part. Uh, you know I've I've always just whatever's there, then I play it now and yeah. I play it now and keep on moving forward. But as I start looking back, I'm like, okay, uh, this is getting uh, kind of expensive because people are pressuring me mm-hmm. indirectly by saying, oh. Well, if you want to play that, you need you know you need the FPGA, you need the you know the the true processing that that came with those original machines, and also you need a CRT. And I'm like those are hot and big, and I'm like where am I going to put that? And just the money, this this it's also, like those nobody robots. makes
0: CRTs anymore. So you're gonna have to find a CRT that somehow actually, exists. Who's making? Right? Them? I Someone think there, making them? there
1: actually is some company making CRTs. I can't remember. I came I stumbled across and immediately said, "Run, Brian, flee." Flee from this place because you know it's not going to be cheap because they're not mass producing them. So you know it's not going to be good.
0: Yeah, even if they're making small ones. uh,
1: I'm just trying to see if there's anything. And that's where I'm wanting to go, by the way. Mic, This is our overarching story. So Scott's working on this arcade machine, and I'm working towards two things. I want a small personal size CRT, preferably as a Sony, and I want it to uh, 13 inches. Right. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to do that. And then I want to get uh I want to get a second one because I watched a documentary on uh on some a contest that that Sega had where it was on do you remember uh Rock the Rock, I think is what it was called? Yeah. It was this it was this contest on uh the rock, the penitentiary. Mm. The
0: penitentiary? Penitentiary not penitentiary. 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 Yeah. pen, <laughs> pen and teller. No, I don't you- know.
1: Penin, the island, the rock. Yeah, the rock, the, they, penitentiary. You know,
0: the, yeah, the penitentiary. That's the one. Yeah, the penitentiary. That's the prison. Word looking You're looking for the word prison. Yeah, the, just the say prison.
1: prison. Yeah. What am I, Porky Pig? <laughs> so yeah, so you just yeah, so they had that, but they had like the, they had like a, a small screen for the individual to see, but then they had one over top of them, like so everybody watching them. So it's like the original Twitch, right? I mean, you played down here, and then you moved your fat head so everybody could see with this uh, monitor above so i kind of want to set up like a like a kiosk with mm-hmm. that in my mm-hmm. in my office so we can kind of hang out uh, with my family it's one of the things we've been talking about uh, so it's going to be kind of like a kind of like a double stack washing machine dryer thing sure like that
0: sure yeah uh, by the way there is a 19 inch uh, arcade monitor complete with crt mount so it's not a right. crt monitor but it's a mount so it'll fit Wherever you've mounted your CRT, this is what I'm going to need. Nice. 300 bucks for that thing. See? Yeah, it adds up.
1: <laughs> it adds so, up. I mean, I wasn't having any problem dropping $60 a time at AAA titles at one point in time. You know, and so that's a good place to be. Luckily, I'm a little older now. I'm a little more financially stable. Mm-hmm. I can make those choices. I can make, I can purchase the things I never could when I was a kid. And I think that's a lot of where nostalgia. Probably hit. some of it. Some of it's like, oh yeah, remember this, and other parts of it's like, oh, I need the entire thing because I never could have done this when I was a kid. Yeah, it wasn't to your midlife crisis. No
0: kidding, it's a weird place to be. But we're excited <laughs> to be there, and nonetheless, we're excited to be doing it with you guys. Thank you guys for your support over the last. Now f- today will be five episodes of the show already. you yes, of that? It
1: feels like twenty.
0: I know. Not in weird. a bad
1: way, though. In a, in a way that feels comfortable, like we've we we hit it right off with this drag. Yeah, like maybe we
0: live here all right uh so on that note let's dive into our game this week shall we play a game yeah i think we should the game is berserk hey brian do you remember berserk i remember berserk only in the way that i remember
1: when i was going to the arcade to play pac-man that that was the game i didn't play
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's interesting. So you, right? Uh, I I know you'd said this in our notes, and we talked about it a little bit off air. But this game isn't any. This is not a game that like Brian sunk quarters into as a kid. Not a huge no. memory for this, right? Um,
1: no, I I remember walking by and thinking, I don't know what that thing is talking about, but is so rudimentary. I mean, it was it was so white bread. It was oh, just yeah, big time. Uh, yeah, it was just a, a guy running around in a a, a rudimentary re- a maze and I just I was like I can't get into that man. I need I need I need the siren of the Pac-Man. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, no, uh, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. There's a real basicness to it. And uh the game itself uh, for those who just can't picture it we're showing it on screen right now to people here but if you're at home and you're like wait a minute berserk why can't i picture that uh, let me give you a little sound this might remind you all right so here is here's is berserk in the arcade <laughs> Destroy
1: it. Impruder
0: alert. Impruder alert. Shoot the all right, they just, they just want to kill you. They just Wait, want to kill I, the humanoid. Am I watching an
1: episode of Battlestar Galactica <laughs> from the seventies? <70s?
0: laughs> I mean, I don't know the game. The game <laughs> feels like uh, you know, maybe it took some inspiration from there. I don't know, possibly. But um, oh, it
1: absolutely—they absolutely, they absolutely uh, uh, Alan McNeil definitely said that this—that was a major influence. Yeah. There was some other things that that occurred. Uh, just in parallel that happened that made it a nice little coincidence. But sure, yeah. sure.
0: Well, uh, so this game uh, it has a long storied history. We'll get to that in a second. But what we thought it would be interesting today is to take this ancient thing, and it is very old and it's very, like you said, rudimentary in its presentation. Um, the one thing that did make it kind of groundbreaking is this is early, 1980. Uh, nobody yes. was doing voice modulation in their games. And suddenly mm-hmm. this thing comes out and you're like, oh my gosh, what, did I hear that? And you hear this, Impruder alert, Impruder alert. I mean, that's a like a, that's unbelievable compared, I mean, at right. the time, like nobody was doing that. That just wasn't a thing you could do. And it would also attract you because you'd be in the arcade and you'd hear these, you know, this ridiculously high volume voice compared to the rest of the gameplay. Um, <laughs> and it was compelling in that way. The game was nails hard, it was really oh, hard God. on purpose. So hard. Yeah, it was on purpose hard because they wanted you pumping quarters into that thing. We'll get to some of that in a minute. Um there were a bunch of versions of the thing made. I I, for example, played the Genesis version a little bit this week just for fun, just to compare them. Wait,
1: the, but, it was one on the Genesis? Yep, you want to hear board. how
0: different it sounds? Check this out. Listen to yeah. this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> It's not that like it's not bad. It's just, this was not this wasn't the master system. This was on the Genesis. Genesis, yeah, that's Mega kind of, Drive and Genesis. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So they had. Wow, a, I mean, they that's... had a lot of classic arcade stuff on there, so you could, you know, right. So yeah. was
1: that like uh, was was it the Stern collection? Because there's not a lot of video arcades at, uh, games out of Stern. I mean, there's a few.
0: Yeah, Stern mostly known for... It's not, like, it's not for, like a
1: Williams collection or something, No, no, right? no.
0: Stern mostly known for pinball. Um, right. So whenever you do see... This was a standalone game, though, on the Genesis. You would have bought this okay. entire in its entirety as one game. Yeah. You bought Berserk. That's all you got, dude. <laughs> um, and it's and it's an okay port. It's not too bad. Um, I did some port comparisons uh, today or this week. One of them was uh, Joust, uh, comparing the arcade to the NES version of Joust. and. yeah. Um, the joust version, the version of the NES joust game, is actually not bad, but you can tell you're playing a very different version of the game.
1: Right? right. Um, ports were really. I I would love to have a whole episode or multiple episodes where we talk about just the idea of ports, where they went well and where they just bombed because. Mm-hmm. This port's are really interesting. We're going to talk about
0: that very really yeah. shortly too. Yeah, we'll get to all that. Uh, here's a little bit more. Got humanoid. Got Shoot, humanoid. Shoot the humanoid, drop the intruder. Uh, okay, all right. So
1: I'm going to need you to back that up because yeah. as an individual who lives in you know 2022, yeah, uh, some of these things I can't understand what the crap they're saying. Yeah, I'm going to need some closed caption.
0: Okay, here's the here's the part you know for sure. Intruder alert. Intruder alert. Right. It, easy. Intruder alert. I got. It. Right. Or intruder alert. Intruder yeah, alert. And then the Genesis version. Intruder alert. Intruder alert. All right. <laughs> in, in, the intruder alert. Intruder right. alert. It, yeah. The,
1: yeah. Intruder was apparently a tough one to, to simulate. Why did you do it? Just get away from it.
0: Also, voice t- voice stuff on the Genesis was not easy either. They kind of had a hard time there. No one. Yeah. It wasn't like impossible, but they well, it always
1: sounded weird compared to the SNES. What was what was the rest of? It? We had intruder alert. I know. I only knew the coin in pocket thing because of some stuff I read. Yeah, uh, like coin detected in pocket or something like that. First time I heard that, I'm like, I don't know what that is.
0: That's I them saying, anything. "Yo, give us your
1: money. Yo, we this, need to make money. We're, we're in attract mode. Uh, give me your money."
0: Yeah, here here at Stern, we ain't doing shit for free. Is what that sound means. Uh, here's the, so this part is the part you were struggling with. Okay. Drop the humanoid, I think is what drop. That is. Okay. That, that makes, yeah. So I, I thought I, I wasn't sure if it was
1: stop the humanoid, drop the humanoid. Well, maybe just stop.
0: Beat. Hold on. Humanoid. It might be stop the humanoid, but it's a bad D if it is. Drop, they got a bad drop, drop,
1: ch- it's like a D, it's like a ch or something too. So, but ch- you know what? It showed. was 1980. And uh, th- this is one of the first uh, voice. Uh, oh yeah, games, very early. Right? Very early. You didn't hear, In you fact, didn't hear
0: voices usually. Before I couldn't. This. I couldn't find anything that said definitively that this was the first, but it's the first I remember hearing. There, w- there was a Japanese game, I think,
1: that that has the title of first, and this one is always listed as one of the first. Yeah. So it 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 must have happened pretty quick.
0: So this bit on the end of it saw is intruder. that Saw Intruder. Saw, saw intruder, intruder in, half. in half saw him in half he's a dick okay how about this part <laughs> dupe the humanoid dupe the humanoid oh that's shoot the humanoid. Shoot. okay shoot we got the the humanoid. One. there you go all right so super cheesy but the reason i wanted to point all of that out and the reason we're talking about voices uh we're gonna jump around here a little bit it cost about a thousand bucks for every voice sample they put in that thing like so per it, machine or overall. Overall, like per not per machine, but like when in the development process, okay. your development budget would go up by one thousand dollars and today's dollars about three thousand dollars. Right. Every time you said we need one more short phrase added <laughs> to the game, they're like it's another it's another <laughs> grand. Yeah, it's another grand, keep
1: adding it. That's that's a lot of pinball money coming out of Stern, man, to yeah. take that kind of a risk.
0: Oh yeah. I feel like I feel like they kept pushing and pushing and got more out of there than they expected because its pseudo sequel, Frenzy, only has like, one in it.
1: It's what? Got one. It only has one. I did play it, but I don't think I really paid attention to because I think I turned it down because I, I think, was like, I don't Yeah, you don't so need loud. to hear
0: that. But they got I am pretty sure Frenzy just said, Hey, why don't we save a little cash? Um, in fact, here's Frenzy, just to give you a comparison. It's a shooting sound and then. Robot attack. Robot attack. And that's it. All you're ever going to hear is the occasional use of robot attack. (laughs) Robot attack. That kind of almost sounded joust
1: like, but that was a Williams jam. Yeah. It so was I guess jam. they probably use some, I'm sure they share some sound processors together too. I'm sure you just bought them, right?
0: Yeah, back then you just had whatever Radio Shack had on the wall. No, I don't know. I don't know where they got that <laughs> stuff. But. Uh, yeah, I think we are
1: selling a little bit, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's It was from that time period, right? That makes yeah.
0: sense. Well, it's, uh, so to give you the basics, everybody, we're talking about a game that is essentially a multi-directional shooter maze game. You're presented with a maze. I'm pretty sure the maze changes every time, and never never exactly the same but I could not verify I think this what,
1: <laughs> right I think what I read is is uh he Alan created a I'm like a first name basis with Alan he's yeah. passed away by the way Alan McNeil he uh the the designer he created a 256 by 256 grid of rooms and I think out of that it's like 1024 were unique uh and so there you will you'll see up to like over a thousand unique rooms. But it's sprout, spread out over a 256 by 256 grid, which is huge. And there's no way you'll ever even see even like three screens no, yeah. because this game is so freaking brutal.
0: Yeah, because it's so hard and, <laughs> and you're going to spend so many quarters, you're you're never going to see the whole thing. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So the effect is, oh, it's just like a procedurally generated game, but it's not really. You just had a lot of choice for the computer to choose from. Uh, and it is by, I think, every measure and certainly by my measuring the grandfather of dual stick shooters. Put a guy in a room. Right. Now forget about dual stick. Cause that didn't exist yet, but yeah, yeah. But, but, but
1: it, th- it has the spirit of it, even if you didn't control it yet. And later on, some of the games were that were inspired by this were dual sticks.
0: So. Yeah. we'll yeah. talk about those. Like, yeah. you know, I don't know if anyone remembers, I think we'll do a whole show about it sometime, but what was the game show one? Um, Oh, uh, Smash TV. Smash TV, dude. Oh. Fantastic. From the same
1: guys who brought you uh, that Robotron 2084. Robotron.
0: Yep, I remember that. They also did that uh, alien thing that was sort of like aliens, but didn't have the name because they couldn't get the license. Uh, something.
1: Kind of like Alien Game. Alien kind of like
0: Alien Game. Is it Alien Hominid? <laughs> Am I thinking of the right thing? Oh, Alien Hominid. That's interesting. Eh, I'm not sure remember. about that. I don't freaking remember. But anyway. This thing is uh, just a very early progenitor of this idea of like, all right, you're in the middle of a bunch of stuff. You need to kill them. And you have a multi-directional shooting. And there's a billion games based on this mechanic now. This is obviously rudimentary. It was early. Uh, It's not the greatest thing in the world in terms of implementation. Two sticks would be better. Um, You have to stop to shoot. And and you have to be facing the direction that you're running (laughs) to shoot that direction. So if you need to quickly shoot behind you, You've got to take right. the time to turn, and then shoot. So it's difficult just in that way. Um,
1: and you got you yeah. got eight directions, and you can't touch the freaking electrified walls. Oh yeah, the walls. Will you kill got you. like you said. It's like it, it is definitely the uh, the the beginnings of the dual stick shooter where you're surrounded. By the enemy, yeah. you know, you you start out and you're surrounded and it requires that you have the ability to quickly swivel around and shoot everybody.
0: Yeah. Think of uh, Geometry Wars, is a good example of a modern example. Yeah. That game is, you know, it's total cool. mayhem and you're dying a lot. You know, a lot of the that DNA comes from a game like Berserk. Now, uh, the hardness of it is <laughs> is a multi there's a multitude <laughs> of hard things happening. Number one, right. the walls will kill you, so don't bump into the walls. Number two, it's really right. hard to shoot, so you got to be smart about how you're shooting. Number three, there aren't patterns to memorize, so you can't do that. What they do is just populate the area with worse enemies, and they all fire at you, and it just gets harder. Um, and then thirdly, when you clear an area, that stupid bouncy ball, what's his name? Um, uh, Evil Otto comes Evil chase Otto. you before
1: you. Yeah, but even dick. before you clear it, If, you, if you're, he's the hurry up. He's the hurry up mode in this.
0: And everyone's so got, it, every one of these games has it. We talked about Joust in our first episode. Right. That game. Oh, Ken Giff- Griffey Jr. for some reason is showing up in my video.
1: I love Ken yeah, Griffey Jr. from the Super Nintendo. I don't know why that's but, up
0: there though. But anyway, yeah. uh, he, but uh, if, you're,
1: if you're a little bit younger, just, just a minute younger, <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, when uh, Splinter is telling you to hurry up and if you don't, you get hit. Uh, yeah. That's kind of what we got here. It's Evil a little Auto. bit
0: like that. And in, in, in Joust, it was that stupid dragon. Same deal. Yeah. yeah. Pterodactyl, I guess.
1: Patera,
0: patera, patera, paterda, uh, the derda, uh, He would come out and get you. And a lot of games employed this. Well, why? Because they don't want you sitting around, you know, thinking about how you're going to game this system and then, you know, pay, <laughs> yeah. put less quarters in there. So yeah. this is, you know, this is before technologies like rubber banding would happen and things like NBA Jam and other games. This was designed to be so hard and fun that you... Just have to do one more try. I know I can do better. Yeah. One more try. You know?
1: Yeah. Challenging, right? And that's one of the things I've read. Oh my God, I read so many interviews. For I've I've spent more time learning about Berserk than I ever played. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've read so many interviews with uh, with with Alan, Mac, Alan McNeil. I want to call him Ally McBeal. <laughs> I want to call him Allie McBeal, is that right? Yeah, that's definitely not right. McNeil. <laughs> And uh, he's like, uh, he he passed away, I think, in 2019, but he did so many interviews over the years about the development of this game and the other things that he did. And it was just, it was an amazing uh, uh, hunt to try to find the data for all this stuff. And, man, he made it, he made this game, he started out with it being impossible, impossible. Be, uh, and then he made it a little less impossible. So he started from that point. He's like, okay, here's an impossible thing, and then let's uh, make it possible. And so he went from – he's like working the maze backwards, right? Yeah,
0: yeah kind of like You start at the end, and you work your way back. That's an interesting way to make a game. I wonder, yes. like, does From Software, when they make these Souls-likes and Souls games, do they go, you know what, right. well, let's make it impossible, and then we'll work our way back? Then we'll work our way back. Yeah. What?
1: What? Yeah. But luckily they're not trying to take quarters from us. They're just trying to, I don't know what they're trying to do. Steal our souls. Is that just what they're trying us, to
0: do? Make us feel bad. Yeah. I don't know. Make it's us a, feel bad about ourselves. When <laughs> I play those games, I just feel bad. So who knows what the deal is, but I'm looking at the Atari 2600 version of the game. I actually kind of like the look of it better. It's a little chunkier. Um,
1: yes. And you're, you're absolutely correct. It is. I, I like the way it looks. And it's uh, it's a little more playful, which you kind of need because the, the original is very unplayful. But you, you, I don't know if you notice, but you're a much larger object in a much smaller maze.
0: Yeah, and this is the, the and, and that your, makes your tail, it difficult. Your tail, tail, th- horrible Atari sounds. Yeah, oof, Ooh, that's so bad. But it's uh you know it is what it is. Uh, they made it also for the fifty two hundred. Uh, that looked a little better. The Vectrix uh system has a version of yes of the game. The the one system I would really like to get my hands on one day probably won't.
1: I had only ever heard about the Vectrix and hadn't ever never taken the initiative to look for the Vectrix or even what it was. All that I knew it was a vector based console that was around for a while. And I, I did a deep dive on it as well, and I was very impressed. Did you ever get a chance to actually see oh, hell yeah. one in I, real
0: life? I, I had two friends with them, and we'd go over there and play them all the time. They were great. I had, I had three that, friends did, with now games. Now, did they have Berserk? I had two. I or don't do know if remember? they had this game, but they had – The one guy had – he definitely had this game. And then another friend of mine had an Intellivision, and I think there was a version of this for the Intellivision or some kind of ripoff for it. And the yeah. Vetrix version was so much better – at least we thought God, it was. I'm looking at it now. It's right. like post size. I'm looking at it now and so it, it looks tiny.
1: it looks way better because what you're talking about is the the, the pixel size. Yeah. I mean, it's like the opposite. We just saw the uh, chunky things on Atari. Yeah. But man, this look this feels like high definition because the pixel sizes are so small.
0: Well, and it's not even pixel well, I mean, effectively they're pixels, yeah. It's but not pixels. Okay. It's, yeah. It's, it's creating it's the vector. effect. Yeah. So these, so Vectrix is cool. Vector is cool in general, but it was never going to last. <laughs>
1: and it, and it was. Uh, I didn't know this. I always thought it was just a Vectrix. I thought the machine created vectors, but it actually was a standalone unit. Right? It had its own screen and everything. Oh yeah. Right? Oh yeah. The like whole a thing tiny, was a, like a little tiny arcade machine. Yeah, it was
0: like a little arcade machine. It was about the size of a I don't know typewriter in terms of like how much space it would take. And then you'd right. look, you'd look into it, kind of like a. It was almost like a little hooded. <laughs> checking the replay of an NFL game, you know.
1: For some reason when you said you look into it, it felt it felt like for a minute you were saying it was stealing your soul. You had to look, you had to look deep look into Look deep the into the, the yeah, Vectrex. look into
0: the eyes of Steals the Vetrix your- and whatever. But it had Vetrix had its had its moment and uh I still oh, look, wish how- I could get a hold of one, but does
1: not I'm looking at the gameplay right now of Vetrix yeah. and I'll tell you right now there's already something that makes it more playable in my mind and that was uh the the speed, because it's like there's almost like a scaling problem when I'm playing the arcade version of Berserk. It feels like my character is running in place, like he's running in sand. And so it takes a little bit of time to get used to the speed of it. Mm-hmm. And it, the Vectrex almost felt more in scale. Like the it looks like you're moving like you should yeah. at that size in the environment.
0: Yeah, I agree it's a it's a cool thing if you ever get to see one working I think I think Ibit got one on eBay that bastard oh really yeah yeah lame right oh. uh one thing that's interesting here is the game was originally gonna be black and white and it came from a dream he had uh Ooh, he was fever dream he was an employee at universal Reset research laboratories this was a division of stern electronics they were just sort of getting into this anyway dreamed of a black and white video game where he had to fight robots so he wrote it in basic bam that's what happened but They abandoned the black and white uh, motif because the color game Defender uh, was released.
1: Defender ruined everything. It
0: came out earlier that year and was really popular. So Stern was like, we got to have, you know, color. So at first they did that whole thing Space Invaders used to do, which was lay colored tape uh, on a screen. And it would, you know, green, red, blue, whatever, semi-translucent tape. On top of your CRT, and you'd go all the way down to the bottom that way. So when your Space Invaders would drop down a level and move this way, they went from green down to red. And the effect was, oh, it's changing colors. Ooh. But really, it was black and white. (laughs) My mind is simple. You have fooled me with your optical illusion. That's right. So they tried to do that at first. They didn't like how that looked. Earliest versions uh, ended up shipping, or the ones they shipped after that were all CRT color displays, and it was effectively a color game after that but
1: i'm i'm curious now you say uh ibit we're gonna have to have ibit with the, with the vectric stuff he's going to show us um now the vectrics also when i was reading had some really cool i saw some uh, video and it had some really cool overlays like mm. you were just talking about it's just like one acetate sheet you stick in the yep. it doesn't touch the screen it doesn't like it looks like it fits in like a little almost like a little tray like a area it
0: depends on which one uh we had so when i was growing up my dad had a space invaders cabinet um a number of them and they were all mm-hmm, tape right on the screen. Think of it as like right. um
1: Now, I'm talking about the Vetrix. You're talking about arcades. Oh, Vetrix. Right? No,
0: Vetrix as far as yeah. I know, the Vetrix never tried to do anything with color as far as I know. I, I never saw I, anything in color.
1: Right. Well, maybe I'm thinking the wrong thing, but I thought I saw a video and they were playing something and they had like a a, a color overlay that stuck into the front of the Vetrix. But maybe your friend didn't have one. I don't no, know. No, that's entirely possible. How, yeah. how expensive are overlays?
0: I yeah, don't know. Dan was kind of an ass. Maybe he just didn't have it. <laughs>
1: Maybe he had him. He just left him in the box.
0: Yeah. And he-, he he and I don't get along that well now.
1: It's oh no. Yeah.
0: He doesn't have his vettricks anymore. Or else, maybe I. Oh currently- well. No wonder you don't get along anymore. That was <laughs> that was all that was holding that friendship together. Yep. Yep. That's basically it. Uh, let's see. Uh, by the way, that main antagonist you mentioned, Evil Otto, is actually named yes. after a guy named Dave Otto, who was a security guard at the designer uh, Alan McNeil's former job. Job over at Dave, Dave Nutting Associates.
1: Yes, Ugh. the Nuttings. I
0: don't like that. Uh, he was notorious for chewing out people while keeping a big smile on his face, hence the reason Evil Otto always has a smile on his face while he's chasing the player. So that's a fun Great. little side note. Um, I love it. Here's well, the tell deal. You about yeah. Let
1: me tell you something about Alec McNeil. Yeah. Alan McNeil. From Alec Yeah, mm-hmm. From Alec McBeal. From, uh-huh. Let me tell you about what I've seen of him. <laughs> for somebody who created... The most uh, white bread, generic shooter game from Berserk. Uh, He was just—he was just one of us, man. Almost Mm -hmm. every interview, he goes back and talks about the BS of of working. Mm -hmm. You know, having having to answer to the boss, Mm -hmm. and the boss is always a moron. Mm -hmm. He didn't say those in those black and white terms, but you could tell. He didn't put up with no crap. He he would he would try to be a team player up until a point, and then he'd be like, "I hate this place," and he would just take he he, <laughs> from from what I saw, most of his job in the industry was it always ended with take
0: this job and shove it. I'm out. Yeah, yeah, I'm he out. Didn't, he didn't like it. He wasn't. He but wasn't that's a okay. Fan.
1: That this means it's a man without compromise,
0: right? Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, that basically is what that is. I think. Yeah. Uh, he does. He goes into some detail about. Um, very human. Yeah, he did seem like a pretty human guy. He's worth reading about, by the way, everybody. If you haven't had a chance, this guy's uh, Alan McNeil, not to be confused with Ali McBeal, is a really <laughs> not interesting confused dude. Confused with
1: the nineteen nineties uh, Calista Flockhart.
0: Yeah, there you go. Be- oh, uh, he no. didn't. He did an interview once where they brought up the whole difficulty thing, and he said uh, in this interview, Alan's rule of thumb was to take the price of a movie ticket. I don't know what that would have right. been then. Five bucks, four bucks, whatever. Uh, probably three or so, maybe back in something like 1980. that. So right. he said, take a movie ticket, dollars. divide it into pennies per minute. All right, nice. we could do this math real quick let's see oh yeah yeah pennies per minute yeah let coming me... up on tms ah, why is that Brian's Brian's hold on uh, geez.
1: <laughs> i love the. that's how you your calculator like is a like uh it's like an early berserk model i pushed
0: <laughs> <takes>. <laughs> I pushed a button i didn't mean to all right let's say it was four bucks just for clarity okay right so four uh, bucks.
1: okay yeah I, I live in a small town so it's probably a lot cheaper but you guys probably it was probably four bucks where you were.
0: so there. that's 400 pennies yeah uh pennies per minute so how would you do that though? You take the ticket and divide it into pennies per minute.
1: Right. So uh-huh. the amount of time so a quarter. So we got twenty five pennies, right? So we got uh yeah. Oh, he that says that's sense. between three and five minutes. He says my right, goal so how much how much how much movie could you go see for a quarter, essentially is what
0: he's Yeah, saying. and he's saying so my goal was to enable beginners to last about three minutes. That was the goal. Right. Like literally that was a chief tenet of the design to begin with right which, which was hey let's let them play for three minutes that feels pretty good but then after that and that made I me wonder right. how much of this is like what how much of this is uh of this model or, right. or this kind of thinking goes on with like free to play stuff today you know what i mean oh my god you know they do yeah well they got right. you right they have to i mean they, yeah. obviously they have to think about monetization and all the ways that they do I, it these days but that, i would love to know is
1: that the touchstone of entertainment is that the, is is it like uh, you compare it to movies? It's like oh, here's the touchstone of entertainment. This everybody feels like they're getting a good deal going to the movies. Yeah. No one feels like they're getting a good deal going to the movies.
0: No one now, <laughs> not now. We don't. Even then, I remember thinking right. like three four bucks was too much. You know, right? But that's, I
1: guess it's like going okay. The the movie industry's done figured it out. They have said this is the maximum amount of we can charge people, and they'll still come to the theater. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I guess that's a, that was a good probably that's a, that was a smart move. Yeah. Uh, by the way, so I when, think I read you know. that early on. He said that uh, the gameplay, like the first draft, didn't have any walls, no maze stuff. That was a that was to slow down the 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 robots. Uh, it was six seconds which, oh, <laughs> oh my Jesus, that would be you wouldn't even have time enough for the quarter to drop into the. Uh, so
0: that's interesting. <laughs> the wall would act as a way to slow you both down, not just the robots, but you.
1: Yeah, bit. it would slow the whole gameplay down. Yeah. And uh yeah, and he also said he had to like dumb down the 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 AI somewhat. I mean, it was, you're not really going to be a real AI in this per se, like we think of today. But yeah, he he said he had to make the robots stupid, where they would
0: run at each other, shoot each other, you mm-hmm. know, team damage. Sure, to sure. Kind of slow it down, the game because robots dis- are robots are hard. If you say berserk without walls, it reminds me of a certain game. I'll play a little sound for here. It Reminds oh, yeah. me of this. sound like something you've played recently? Now, that game would, yeah,
1: that game is is blowing up the audio, right? It doesn't need no voices.
0: Oh, no, hell no. It does not. Uh, That's Robotron, by the way, and uh, that game is a direct sort of lineage to what we're talking about here. I don't know that Robotron exists without Berserk and maybe Frenzy as a follow-up. Uh, because Robotron basically took that and then went balls to the wall with it and said, all right, what if we have no yeah. walls? What if these robots are coming from every direction? What if there's tons of them? What if there are innocents in there you don't want to shoot? Like, what if we really stripped you of your quarters and never and made you poor? What if we did that? Right.
1: What if we did that? What if we just took, took everything and just put it all into a single game? And the developers of uh, Robotron, I don't want to get too far into it, because I ended up accidentally going into a deep dive on it too. Yeah. Uh, but they, they definitely said, oh yeah, this was this was our answer to everything we hated about Berserk. Mm-hmm. It's like, how can we fix it yeah. and make it
0: fun? Yeah. And they did. And that game's a lot more like a dual stick shooter. It's still got its right. problems, but I wouldn't mind. I know there was like an N64 re-envisioning, re- and then there was like a PlayStation 1 at a game that was like a, hey, here's Robotron, but for a new generation or whatever. Um, I wouldn't mind somebody taking another crack at that and make something rad out of it. Uh, I yeah, would, I, would I play think that in, today. in the
1: indie scene, that's where you can you can really just kind of wiggle around and yeah. do your thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now check this out. I don't know if you knew this A whole bunch of people died playing Berserk or at least famously they did not a whole bunch but you know, a handful of people died. Uh, any,
1: any more than uh, I? I don't think I know of any video game that anyone's died from. So that would be way more, yeah, than more any death more was than usual. Of.
0: I mean, I know there's you know there's like internet <laughs> internet cafes in China where people play too long and they die and that sort of stuff. But right, right, we're talking about these unique deaths. So I'll give you these examples. There's one that's absolutely true according to a article in Video Games Magazine entitled "Death of a Video Gamer." Peter Burkowski had not Ooh. been drinking when he arrived at Friar Tuck's game room and kalamut city illinois he had been using drugs uh he hadn't been using drugs either according to the owner of fire tux how do they know that though well anyway whatever uh (laughs) according to the owner of the thing peter (laughs) and his friend peter and his friend walked in at 8 30 p.m saturday april 3rd went straight to the games peter was 18 likable and apparently healthy uh an A student. He had plans to become a doctor one day. Peter was also good with the games. In fifteen minutes of play, he wrote his initials at least twice in the top ten on the berserk screen. And then tired of that game, he turned, took about four steps, dropped his quarter into a second machine, and collapsed. By nine PM, no. Peter was dead. The cause heart attack at age eighteen. No, yeah. Peter, no, Peter. Yeah, look what look what
1: this I, game hath wrought. I I actually read uh i watched a video there's a video on youtube about this uh, particular one and uh the, the yeah he was supposedly he was uh, a young man mm-hmm. um he you know it was it was cold it was snow he was out he was walking around you know e- exhausting himself and uh and as a result he had some heart pre-existing heart conditions yeah well, that will make a difference uh, that, that were undiagnosed yeah, and yeah. so and you know i really did think about it i'm like You know, it didn't necessarily really kill him, but I played berserk. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It can certainly put a strain on you uh, emotionally, you know, and, and chemically because your adrenaline is pumping. You're trying to get those high scores, and yeah, I mean, I don't think it, you know, certainly he was, you know, about to fall over, but berserk hastened that if you ask me
0: oh yeah no i'm gonna say uh, whether you can't say the video game killed him but you can definitely right. say that that was there the day he died <laughs> that's one way of looking at <laughs> yeah. it now i found the article of when he died uh the actual yes. post in the newspaper it's one of my favorite headlines heart is blamed in death of video game patron 18 nice now what that you know, tells me that tells me the pan the the band heart uh, uh, right. Barracuda band is in charge right. of killing people. So that's, good that's, job,
1: that's Big Arcade uh, shifting the blame away as quickly as possible. They had, uh, they had all the papers in their back pocket.
0: Yeah, you can't never trust Big Cade. Big Cade. Big Cade will get you. <laughs> Yo. Uh, so, alright. I'm going to read you these other ones. These are all great. Also true. On an unusually warm Monday night, on March 20th, 1988, Edward Clark Jr., age 17, of Lansing, Illinois, another Illinois native, Mm-hmm. Uh, found himself Young. at friar Tuck's game room once again in the same Stupid city
1: friar Tuck's game room
0: yeah uh this is 88 so this is what six years after the death of burkowski uh right. seeing and the game the berserk had a couple crash, of right? quarters up on the glass no one around he took one of the quarters put it in the game began to play someone immediately stepped uh from behind the row of games claiming ownership of the quarter which was a lie and wanting his money back also a lie uh, all of this led to an argument that got both gamers tossed out and eventually led to the stabbing death of Edward Clark Jr. No! Over a game of Berserk? Yeah, not worth it. Not worth yeah. it. Final don't, story. Don't be
1: stealing it. No, this, I verified that one, too. Yeah, these uh, are all real. Terrible several
0: sources. Yeah, there's plenty of, like, you know, apocryphal tales out there. These are real. Right. Here's your final one. Now we're about one. to hear a lie. This one's, oh, this one's a lie? I oh, I hope lie. this one was the true one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're doing two truths and a lie today. That's the game we're playing. Uh, okay. This one is a lie. The coin operator version of berserk had the distinction of being associated with the first ever video game death. Jeff Daly, 19 years old, suffered a heart attack in 81 shortly after playing the game and setting the high score of 16,660, uh, you know, cause you know, Satan. Anyway, that Satan. was a story that the went six, around. Six, six, six. Yeah. But that sounds to me is like somebody took the real death of this Peter Bukowski guy. Right. And then made up another one. And some of the details Maybe are the same.
1: It, right. Maybe yeah. some unscrupulous uh, magazine, d- sensational, you know, the Globe. What, what what's, what's words? Which ones were they? Which uh, ones were they? Which ones all the stupid mags, the terrible magazines my mom, my grandma used to read I don't, growing uh, up in the, in the uh, grocery? Oh, national. Oh, they, oh uh, Like national, the National Enquirer? That's, Inquirer, that's it. A sounds like a thing. National Enquirer. I was going to say National like
0: Geographic, a, but that ain't it. That's definitely not it. All right. So, uh, Let's talk about the follow-up. Uh, it's I don't think it very good. I think it's a bad bad sequel. Uh, the follow-up is it's not a true sequel, Frenzy. but it's may as well be a sequel. It's called Frenzy. Uh, we played a little bit of it before. Uh, here's a reminder of what they say in that game. Robot Attack. Yeah, robot attack. That's they should have called the game <laughs> robot attack, honestly. Um, right. it's not as good. It's okay, but I played yeah. a bunch today and it's not it's no berserk. It's, and I think part of it is it's easier. It's yeah, there's,
1: yeah, it's way easier because uh, in 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 this one, you can actually there's there's walls you can shoot through the you, you got bullet bouncing uh, the the scale seems better. So when you're when you're running, it mm-hmm. seems like you're running at a more natural pace for the size of the screen. Uh just there's this just lot of things that seem and you also can kill Otto by yeah, the way. You
0: can kill Otto, and if you do, he'll get worse and harder. And then yeah, yeah. if you kill him again. Oh
1: my God, that's so scary though. When they, if once you kill him a couple of times, you better get out of that room. Yeah, by the get, way, when you go when you when you leave a room, Otto stops chasing you. If he didn't didn't know that. But, yeah,
0: yeah, if you leave Otto's he's it's just like Joust, you clear the level and the, the pterodactylusion. Yeah, like. yeah. The same idea. But they got these like robots. Uh some of the walls re- uh reflect your bullets, so they're like bouncing around right. in there. And some of the walls, like you said, are destructible, which, again, was pretty weird and new idea at the time. No one thinks of this game, though, very often. Like It no. doesn't have the cachet that, that Berserk did. It, I don't think it really hit too many. I was trying
1: to find all the data, and I kind of ran out of time. I, I'm not 100% sure on this, so this is off the cuff. Um, it looked like this was also written by Ally McNeil. Ally McNeil, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Ali Mc- Yeah, Alan yeah. McNeil. Yeah, uh,
0: to- and
1: it, it was it was just a uh, a kit that you would uh, convert your uh, berserk cabinets from. So you would uh, you would just you would replace the uh, was a new the board. processor and yeah. the, and the
0: ROM. There's a new yeah. main board. We used to do this with Gal- or Galaxian and Kamikaze Three, which is a weird boot- bootleg game that we'll have to talk about. We got to talk about bootleg games at some point because that was a yes. weird market back then. Very odd time. And if you have such
1: an inside information on that, too. So I'm very interested. Yeah, yeah,
0: we'll definitely do that. But um, that's how you do it. You'd swap out boards, sometimes just a chip or two. But usually the whole board had to go. Um, This board's got to go. And some of the boards were just hacked versions of the of the previous board. And sometimes that was. Oh, I didn't realize that they could shoot themselves. These robots are dumb.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, the first ones did, too. They could, well, they could shoot themselves? No, because they couldn't oh, bounce off. Oh, you know why? Because the bounce off. Each other.
0: Yeah, the bounce off wasn't in yeah. the first game, so that's why. Yeah. But this is just
1: a lot This is a lot you know, easier of a game. It's
0: fine. It's okay. It's it, not It's great. It's
1: a half measure of where we're trying to get to, which I think, you know, Robotron kind of, I, we didn't really need it, but, you know, it, why not? Why not? I mean, you know. Dude,
0: Robotron rocked.
1: Gosh, dang it, Robotron was it, good. Yeah, I I didn't play much of Robotron back in the day, either, so, uh uh, when we deep dive into that one, I'm I'm going to have to, oh, have to really yeah, I know, dive in. It's very
0: very good. Uh, so we talked about frenzy uh, 2600, 5200, and ports of the game. Vetrix ports. We talked about that. That Genesis version I played. Um, yeah, which, that's something I
1: didn't need to know. By the way, that that bit of data that that I, that you just dumped out. Yeah, that was uh, something that cost a lot of my life. <laughs> because <laughs> I went uh, <laughs> I went, went to deep. the Atari. What's that?
0: You went deep. I noticed you went deep on some of I went deep. I, went deep. I yeah. went
1: deep. That that was just a really quick blur. But really, let me tell you, I went to an Atari website where they're selling. They're they're making new art. They're making box art. They're having conventions. They're making new carts to go in the seventy eight hundreds and the jaguars. And it's just like even twenty six hundred is still highly. Uh, you know, there's still a good bit of people. Uh,
0: Oh yeah. They're devin for it. For Somebody it. just like, made oh my some, God. some developer I follow who does like phone games, just made an NES game, an actual cartridge right. built ready to plug into an NES, which I, right. It, that's in, that's such insanity to me, but also wicked cool that anyone's still doing that. I think that's great. Yeah. If, if you go
1: to Atari age, um, that's, that's where I went. This, this is a great forums for Atari and retro stuff, but mostly for Atari, mm-hmm. uh, Alan, uh, McNeil was on there a good bit. He, he actually was, uh, it was kind of like, you know, counseling or consulting, uh, some people who were developing some ports for the 78, uh, which didn't originally have it. So there's a lot of stuff going on there. Also, by the way, such a weird thing. We got to talk once again, we got to get back to ports eventually, but, uh, berserk, uh, $4 million is how much Stern, uh, sold the name and idea to Atari to allow them to port it. They didn't have to do anything. They just yeah. said, "They didn't give them code. They didn't give them nothing. They just said four million dollars." Atari, uh, make your version, and they did just
0: that. So that'd be what tw- twelve to sixteen million today. If they sold it for that, right? The, just the right. By the way, that's that's
1: that's why uh, Alan uh, told them to take this job and shove it at Stern. Oh, because he, he said, uh, did he, he get said, any yeah, of that they, money or what? He didn't get any of that. No, yeah. They, he was, he was making, you know, uh, it's okay money, but he was trying to get more money for his team and everything. And yeah. they weren't moving. And, uh, one of the, one of the big guys up top said, yeah, we sold it for $4 million. We didn't have to give him nothing. And it's like, okay, yeah, you just, you just told the wrong man, the wrong it's thing. Like so he went home and he was listening then. to his, he was listening to his country music and, uh, he was like, that's it. I'm angry.
0: Yeah. And then his alarm went off, yelled intruder alert, and he had to kill a robot. <laughs> um, no, this uh, it's like comic book artists and writers and creators at the time. They didn't get the credit they deserved. They also didn't get the money they deserved. And it's not that different. Yes. So IP sales are, are, I mean, I think maybe that stuff's a little better today. Certainly in comics it is, but
1: it's, look, it's not it's, great, I, but. this is how I look at it. Alan was more, he, I could relate more to this guy's story than just about anybody else, because I am at my heart a, a a creator I like creating things but I don't like business as much and you yeah, know same. business is where the money's at <laughs> creating is not is not where the money's at creating is this somewhat its own reward and that's very defeating because you look over and you are like I'm doing all the work over here and what is business doing business like is sitting on its butt and it's making lots of money on yeah. my work yeah no, you're but not wrong. To, to, but to be honest, I mean, if business is not over there moving the money, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, why, yeah, why would you? Because you don't I like business.
0: Do Neither do I. I'm terrible, it. Right. I hate I just it. just get mad. I hate self-promotion. I'd rather just make cool things, but I have right. to pay the bills, but so that's, I have to do some of that.
1: Like I said, this I was just shocked at how how he just seemed like one of us. One of us.
0: Yeah. One well, here's us. the deal. Uh, you're, you're asking yourselves— man, you guys have really sold me on Berserk as, a, as a, an ancient artifact of the video game world and, and how far we've come. And it's still, yeah. there's little DNA still in some of these games I love. Where can I play it? And the answer would be archive.org has it. All right. They also have the frenzy deal, but I don't think you need it. Uh, emulation, of course. Uh, they have two cabinet versions that I've seen here locally in the, in the uh, little chain we have here called Nickel Cades. Where you go oh. play a bunch of nickels for old video Now, games. is
1: that is that true? Do you is it nickels or is it just a gimmick?
0: No, it's nickels. It's not even it's not even tokens. You go in there, you pay them. So you go in there with a minimum cover charge of five bucks. <laughs> that five bucks is given back to you in in all nickels. Okay, good. And then you go spend five bucks <laughs> worth of nickels. You just have a minimum. I was about to in, say. I was, I
1: was about to say, where do you get nickels from?
0: I don't even know how to get nickels. They anymore. give them to you. Yeah, they do it. Okay. And they just recycle them. They basically are using them like tokens, but they're actual U.S. currency nickels that they use in this place. Right. It's really great. Nickel Cades are great. They have all these amazing old machines in really great condition. If you ever get a chance to go to one, um, I'm sure there's equivalents in other States, but we really like nickel Cades here. They're cool. <laughs> um, and they're still doing, they seem to be doing okay. Despite the pandemic, surprisingly, I guess when, when everyone good. figured out that you had to breathe this disease on each other and it wasn't so right. much doing dealing with surfaces, I think they, they probably survived it. Okay. Um, Scott, yeah.
1: Um, I'm thinking about for my birthday this year.
0: Yeah. Your birthday.
1: I'm yeah. thinking, I'm, my birthday. Uh-huh. Birthday. I'm. I, I. was looking around trying to find the largest arcade I could within reasonable, either driving distance or you know a short flight, and I landed in Chicago at the Galloping Ghost Arcade, who claims to be
0: the largest arcade in the world. Also, the home state or the home city of Stern as well. Yeah,
1: most. The, oh man, you you can't talk about. Uh, uh, arcades uh, without Chicago. I mean, it, it, it is just a constant.
0: It's an arcade town. Uh,
1: with with the developers and everything. It's yeah, just, yeah.
0: It's, no, I love that. Yeah. I, it made me... And I always wished that Chicago would have remained... It's still... There's a lot of development there, but not nearly as much as like California and Ontario. Right, right. Like different places. I, uh, even Texas, I think, has more development now. I wish... I think it would be really cool if Chicago was was just known more as the hotbed for game development and less of that was in... You know California and stuff. I don't know why. I just feel look
1: like that. It, look at the tar- top Yelp uh, places in Chicago to go arcade. Uh, Dave and Buster's not doing well in this list. Uh, not, uh, Dave and Buster's is
0: like they're the. How do you put this? Without I don't. They're be everywhere. They, they, yeah, they're the they're the Starbucks of coffee of, of arcades. Right. No, oh, they're arcades. they're the. There you go. Dave and Buster's is the Starbucks of arcades. That's what I was trying to say. So, it's just standard and boring and kind of not a good deal. And the machines are kind of not well kept. And it's, you know, a lot of ticket machines. Freaking F right. the ticket machines. Don't want that. Stuff,
1: I'm interested. No. I never, we talked just a briefly about it last week, but, you know, I've, I've never really played outside the, you know, the mainstream arcade games. I've never got into the gambling type, pseudo gambling games or anything like that. Yeah. But what's, what's the draw there? I don't know.
0: I don't know. Well, I don't gambling. Know. Do the draw there is it's gambling. That's People like to gamble.
1: Yeah, but I've seen a lot of people, it's, because it's such minor money, I mean, it's not even something that you think is just, oh, the, you, just it, the it foil? ain't about
0: the amount of money. It's uh, how much the dopamine hit are you getting off of this little gamble you're doing. Yeah. And if it's there cheap enough go. to get into it, like nickel slots. The reason people like nickel slots is, A, they can't afford anything else, and B, they still get that little high from like, and they get a bunch of coins. You know, so. I, the closest
1: I can think of that actually gives me the dopamine from these little micro gambles is the uh, is the slide coin things. Oh, those, I freaking hate those. That just get me bastard. very excited. He
0: used to hate. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to just jump on one once. You just want to bump it about
1: twenty times. And now, I just want and to they, kick they, it and just. Brr, yeah,
0: they're like in the cement. You can barely <laughs> budge those damn things. And if you do, you get in trouble. It'll like make a tilt noise, and the guy will come over and go What the hell's going? You are like you're in trouble. Don't do it. Don't do that. What are
1: they going to do? What are they going to do? Kick you out? Yeah, I'm heading down the street.
0: They're going to call the.
1: I don't like your stupid games anyway. They're going to
0: call the Leaning Quarters police. I don't know. I don't know what they do. (laughs) (laughs) I hate that stuff. Those piss me off so bad. Well, anyway, uh, there's your game. It's Berserk, and uh, you should play it. it. Berserk. You should play it just to get a taste of you know this this early thing. And I have some friends who feel as strong about Berserk as I do about Joust.
1: I think it's important, like, okay, so I think if I'm a game developer now, if I'm if I'm starting out in game development, I think Berserk would be a good study uh, for how to, you know, because it's such just your basic game. But these ports that came out for all the different games, I think you would learn so much to try to understand how each of those port makers mm-hmm. looked at handling the difficulty because this game is all about managing difficulty, the yep. balance. And I think there's some really good core design work here. This is really important.
0: Yeah, I agree. And also frenzy dialed back the difficulty too much, I think. And yeah, it, 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 yeah. Made it's, it boring.
1: There you go. What not to do.
0: Cause as, as, as punishing as berserk is, its strength is that it, it, it's hard. And and so to the point that you get frustrated, but you go back in, and you know it can be beat, and then when you do, it's like really satisfying. Right? Maybe that's the roguelike player in in old arcades. I don't know. Right. They're old arcade game players, I suppose, is how I should say that. But, but whatever that is, it would drive you. Frenzy didn't drive you. Why? Mm-hmm. The stakes were lower. It's just like, meh. Yeah. I'm a little stick dude. Yeah. Here comes that ball. He's not nearly as bad as in the first game. Pew pew. Oh, yeah. I heard him. <laughs> like it's just, I don't know. There's just something about that. In
1: the mere fact that it was like. It's, it's like it's so difficult it's like the mere fact that it takes you i mean you're lucky if you can get three four screens deep in yeah. uh in in berserk it, it, it's just an average player there you go now i know there's i know there's you know there's people that the arcade managers love to hate you know it's like mm-hmm. oh no here comes a guy that's gonna spend a quarter it's gonna be here for an hour yeah but uh, that's not me no screw that guy that comes there and does Mm-mm. that in one quarter yeah, that that guy tried to beat Donkey Kong that one time.
0: Yeah, it ain't my, it ain't me. Then he cheated. <laughs> Although I could do that with Missile Command, Crazy Climber, right, Joust, and one other. What other game am I thinking? Oh, the original Super Mario Brothers. Uh, the the one where you'd run and bump the the crabs on the pipes and and clear their broom. Oh, yeah, Not the broom. yeah, yeah that was yeah the original. Yeah, yeah, the original yeah. Mario Brothers. Wasn't yeah. super yet. It was just Mario Brothers. That game, Mm-mm. I I could play that on one quarter for. It's hours. the Mario Brothers, right? Before we think got super, I, I don't think, think it's that. It's just I always get it confused. Is it just Mario Brothers? Hold on.
1: It's definitely not just Mario Brothers. It might be Mario Brothers.
0: I think it's just. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> Mario Stop Brothers. That just in there. Yeah, I keep putting just. Hold on. Here it is, Mario Brothers Arcade. Yeah, it's just Mario Bros. Okay, all right,
1: just just so it's not. Yeah, it's just Mario I'm just brothers. saying,
0: just as a as a modifier. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's selling one of these for four thousand dollars on eBay. So get on it. Right? Is it brothers or bros? It's bros. It's bros. But okay. we knew it meant we bros. knew we know that B R O S period is short for brothers. Everybody else right. out there goes, "Do we Super Mario Bros?" It's like, no, it's brothers. Just like verses is verses, not verse. It's not verse. I tell you have... one
1: thing. I will tell you one more thing. I, I, I don't think I spelled berserk right one time this week <laughs> for this game.
0: <laughs> well, and also, I'll tell you something. It's been a little tricky doing research for berserk because oh, there is that really popular anime. Anime, and, anime. And, yeah. yeah. So every search I did, I got anime results. This is pissing yeah. me off. And I am it sure constantly... it's i am sure it's good. The, the not not yeah. just the anime, the manga it's based on. Like I am sure it's wonderful. I am not complaining yeah. about that i'm just saying it, the seo google wouldn't lay yeah. off either man yeah
1: google wouldn't lay off with the are you sure you didn't mean no
0: yeah <laughs> i'm telling you the there's a there's something to uh yeah being able to search for a word and get proper results <laughs> and right. when you don't it's like ah shit well how am i supposed to say this so then i would put berserk game and then i would get some ps2 yeah. version of the I- anime game it's like all right. I have
1: the most, I have the most success when I do the name and then the year. That's
0: usually when I have to. Oh, that's most not success. too bad. All right, look yeah. at you, Google Foo over there,
1: Google Foo baby.
0: I got better results on DuckDuckGo. I'll just put it that way. Oh, yeah, good. I like DuckDuckGo anyway. That's a great game. Yeah. No, I mean <laughs> that search engine, not the game. Oh, okay. Um, uh, let's now move on to a part of the show that we can't live without it's a carryover even from our last show. And it's this right here. Destroy it. (laughs) Time to play guess my game. We will give each other audio hints as to the game we picked and a year. And then we try to guess, I'm going to start the hint for my game is 2003.
1: Oh, okay. So later uh, uh, that might've been into the Xbox era, right? Nope. That would have
0: been, Oh yeah. Original. Yes. Uh, original, the original Xbox Mm -hmm. PS2 GameCube, that era. Right. Right. Um, but don't let that fool you. I don't want to give let you that more trip hints. Me up. Yeah, don't get tripped up here. Here you go. I'm going to play it.
1: Let's <laughs> go. <laughs>
0: not as easy think, it have, not as you think, though. Does it
1: have Mario in it?
0: It does, but you're going to have to figure out which one this is. It's got a Mario in it. Any, it, well, if it... Don't look at saying, chat. Uh, chat, don't make him cheat. Don't look at the chat. I'm not looking at chat. Um, Any ideas?
1: I just got to decide which one. Yeah. I just got to decide which one, right?
0: Yeah. Yep. And I'm not going to... It needs to be the exact title. 2003. Three.
1: Mm, too early for sunshine. So it'd have to be three, right? Super Mario Bros. Actually, that
0: would have been three. You would have been sunshine, would have been that Wait. era, but you're not, it's not sunshine. So, you say three. Is that your answer? Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, that's
1: I thought this is actually harder than I thought because I thought it would be
0: super obvious. Super obvious, brothers.
1: Super obvious, but yeah, I'm gonna say three. I'm gonna say Super Mario Brothers three.
0: All right, so it's a little bit of a cheat. I'll say Uh-oh. you're very close. Here's the here's the answer. This was Super Mario Advance Four, oh. which was Super Mario Brothers yes. Three, basically remastered for the device right, for the yeah, and yeah, that came out in 2003. Advantage. Now, ironically, um, wow, that sounds
1: really good. <laughs> it
0: is good. It's very good. Here's the thing, though. It's actually my favorite way to play that game because it just looks so much better. Three on the NES right. is a great game, but it looks. It has all the, you know, flashy, and by flashy, I don't mean good. I mean, like, flickery quality of some bad NES games. Right, right, right. That stuff is there. It's about as, you know, as, it's about as maxed out as that machine ever got was running three. And this version of it, which is a complete sort of facelift uh, with, you know, parallax scrolling backgrounds, it basically made the game look like it was made for the Super Nintendo, and right. not just the Nintendo. Right. Um, but it's the same game, same thing mechanically, music and all that. Uh, That's all remastered, but it's the same songs. They put Mario's voice in it here and there, which didn't exist in that old one. That sort of thing. Put it out on the Game Boy Advance, and then they dual packed it. So in that same cartridge, you got Super Mario Brothers Advance, Super Mario Advance Four, Super Mario Brothers Three was the full title. It's kind of confusing. And then below that, uh, you can choose that, or you can choose the original Mario Brothers game that I just was talking about, and that's also remastered. Has two player if you want to have you know Luigi. God, I hated that one. By the way, I love that I game, just, love it. I just want to say,
1: I, I okay, I I I I hate it. Like for the first couple of at least the first fifteen minutes I play it. Every time I play it, it always takes fifteen minutes for me to remember. You got to have momentum to jump. Yeah, you I don't do. mind have momentum to slide, but I I like to be able to to jump and kind of move at the same time and you have you got to be you got to start that momentum before you jump
0: yeah you gotta yep. you gotta there's a me. there's a cadence to it but yeah. once you get it down it's real good i really like that original game and then kind of halfway got
1: it does that mean i get uh get half rations yeah you can have half, half portions
0: you can have portion okay. that's Thanks, fine you get a half yeah. a point um, but yeah, the, 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 up, the upturned, uh, or the, how should I say it? The upticked graphical quality of both those versions are really great. And it's the only place I really want to play three. Um, right. Two is fine. Two's fine. Two is weird. Cause it wasn't even yeah. a Mario game originally. It was something I they bought remember. from somebody else. I don't remember much about two. Oh my gosh. You're picking turnips and throwing turnips and. You fight, oh, yeah, you fight that's Birdo. Right. It's weird. It's a weird ass game. That's right. It wasn't even a the original game is not a Nintendo game. They bought it from somebody else who was making like a platformer and they reskinned it right. and called it Mario 2. Um it's <laughs> still so
1: Nintendo's so weird sometimes. Sometimes they'll be like no, we don't want anything from anybody else. Get out of here. Yeah. We don't. And we, NDAs for all. And then other times they're like, "Hey, we like what you got over there. Uh, let's take a look at that."
0: Yeah, it's very cool. weird how they do that. But they uh, three they turned around and, and said, "Hey, what if we made possibly the greatest Mario game ever made?" And three is very very good. But yeah, if you think three I, looked, I, yeah, 3 looked ugly because it is a little ugly in my opinion, then this is the version to play. Okay, the yeah. GBA version is great. Uh, I'm playing that again right now. In Agreed. Fact. Not right now, but before the show. Right this second. I can't uh, even listen to you, Pete. All right, I'm playing yours. Give me a, what's my hints for this? The year is of much is is uh,
1: 23 years prior to your game. So okay. it's 1980. Same year is uh is the the uh, berserk.
0: Berser- oh, that okay. can't be right. Wait a minute. No, that, that can't get- be right. Got,
1: wait, let me let me do wait a second You wrote down
0: 1980, right. but I don't think that's what you meant. Did you mean 1990? Wait a second. Let me see.
1: Did you mean Let me take a look. That doesn't seem right. Even in my mind that seems wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in 1990. Ah. I'm going to say that couldn't have been 19. So 13 years before. The year was 19. You'll
0: be forgiven. You've been doing a berserk 1980 thing the whole show. So that's fine. All right, here it is. So 1990. Let me get my head straight. Here we go. Oh.
1: (laughs) We were of one mind this week
0: hold on this is why is it why am i struggling oh 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 uh um uh, uh the 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 nintendo um oh you can you can play them in the uh, in the smash brothers uh... what's wrong with oh, dr mario dr mario uh, Doctor Mario, Super Doctor Mario, right?
1: I or- called TeleDoc this week and I got Doctor Mario, and now I'm uh, taking, I'm stacking my pills like
0: Tetris. Sweet, I got it right. Wait, good so job. Is there there were there was never a NES uh, Doctor Mario? Uh,
1: NES? Um, I don't think there's a NES. There was definitely several. Oh, I take it back. There later. was there was an NES was one, it? and
0: then there was a SNES one as well. Oh, no. Maybe I'm thinking of the Game Boy. The game, so another Game Boy Advance game. Uh, it's
1: a Game Boy. I remember the Game
0: Boy version, but I don't remember. Man, the Advance had so many cool conversions. Right. Oh, It's so good. Yeah. Nintendo, the original Nintendo, Nintendo Entertainment System had yeah. Dr. Mario. It was
1: on both. Yeah, it was on the original and this. Yep. You're yeah,
0: right. You Arcade, played st- Game Boy, everywhere. Yeah, it was all, all places. They <gasps> and, and, had it
1: yeah. on the WiiWare?
0: Well, yeah, they did. WiiWare was a thing. Too bad he spent any money there because now you'll never play him again. Uh, all right. Well done, Brian. <laughs> well done. Did you see that they just crashed down on Nintendo, just like laid into uh, a YouTuber that YouTube. does like music, I guess?
1: Yeah, yeah. Or so something? he does soundtracks
0: Remixes. and uh, he was posting um,
1: soundtracks to ge- to games that aren't available soundtracks where you can't purchase them anywhere. And oh. so, yeah, they, they brought the smack down.
0: I don't know why they do that. Why do they get... This only would help... This only helps Nintendo. There's no downside to this because no one can buy those soundtracks anyway. Yeah. I don't understand that. Well, you know,
1: and, and well, Nintendo's always kind of taken the vault approach... Of Disney's. They've always wanted. They've always modeled themselves after Disney's. They're like, yeah, hey, what would Disney do? Well, they would put things in the vault and protect the crap out of it, even if you couldn't buy it anywhere.
0: I'm going to play Dr. Mario. Think,
1: I don't even think Disney has a vault anymore. I think they open all that stuff up. Oh,
0: yeah, there's no such thing as a vault anymore. I mean, they may have things they haven't released yet, but this, this fake idea of the vault, what a bunch of shit that right. was. We're
1: putting that in the vault. Put, get that off YouTube. Yeah. Put that in
0: the vault. I'm going to play Dr. Mario later. I'm in the mood now.
1: I think you should play Dr. Mario later. Yeah, I'm going to play uh, 3D. Yeah, or yeah. no, the advance.
0: Or I might play Columns Three on the Genesis, which was a very good Tetris-like. Ooh. Nothing wrong with Columns Three, by the way. No, nothing wrong with that. Uh, all right. Well done. That was that. Fun. Will,
1: that was good. I yeah. got a half portion, and you got full portion. I got full so,
0: portion. Welcome to the treasure room. We got an email to read. Uh, this came to us at playretroshow at gmail.com. That's playretroshow at gmail.com. This is from KT Data, who's also in the chat today. I oh. well, uh, really like this question. He says, Hey guys, what are your preferred arcade buttons? Concave, fat, flat, convex, and joystick. Ball on top versus the bat on top. Do you have any preferences? Mm. Love the show. Keep up the good work, KT Data. Well, Kevin, um, Kevin, to me, it's easy. Ball for the stick. And flat for the button if I can if I can get it. Ball to the
1: ball to ball to stick. I'll All take right.
0: concave and if I have to. Convex is for weirdos. I I, want-
1: I'm gonna agree with Scott. Concave my buttons on the arcade machine always. I'll punch a convex person who's once on the arcade machine. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh and then I gotta say I like the I like the bat top. I'm uh am not a big fan of the ball top on the arcade. I feel I feel like I have to hold it daintily. Mm. Like it's uh you know do you feel like that when Mm-mm. you do the ball or you I just like grab it
0: like I grab that ball with my fist and I go. Yeah. Just ripping it Interesting. apart. Yeah my I like a yeah. ball. Not, so not,
1: convex is uh, for so concave is when it caves in the button caves in convex is when it vexes upward bubbly yeah. a bubble
0: that's how you remember uh, that when you're a kid yeah when yeah. they were teaching you about yeah. convex versus concave you had to you had to make up meanings and concave was always the one where you're like oh it caves in it's like in yeah, it
1: caves yeah. in
0: man yeah, yeah
1: but interesting thing one more thing about berserk one more quick little tidbit they had some controller issues. And some of the stuff they said about the controller issues, I couldn't tell if they were kidding or not, <laughs> but uh they did definitely have some controller issues because they had like like four thousand cancelled orders on the first shipment because it was having some trouble. They had originally had a bat type stick on yeah. it, I think, in development. I don't know if that made it out the door, but where they sent out the door was having trouble. yeah, but there was some there was some uh during the development phase, there was some rumors and some trash talk. That it had like a bat type uh controller, seven inches, seven inches long. Seven inch bat and, uh wow seven inch bat thing. Yeah. There was there was I read I com- read conflicting reports between uh it was a problem because people were pulling the machine over on themselves. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah.
0: It's
1: like, all right, don't know how much I believe that one. Yeah. Also, they said that uh that it was much more popular with the ladies until they switched to the one inch ball. I'm they that's what they said. I don't know if I believe it. Okay. But
0: that's I, what they said. I you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and I like and that story. I
1: know it sounds like I'm making a joke, but I'm telling you, there's interviews with exactly that information.
0: Yeah, it's when they talk to to upstart lawyer Allie McBeal about what her original design was right. for for Berserk. Right. Which Brian still can't spell right. <laughs> um all right. Hey, we Berserk. did it look at that email done play retro show at gmail.com thank you kevin for your email if you have an email you'd like to send to the show recommend something thoughts feelings we screw something up we're happy to correct them too uh just send it on over play retro show at gmail.com that's play retro show at gmail.com Dot com. Uh, our next episode discussion is going to be the run and gun genre from contra to gunstar heroes and beyond think metal slug I mentioned Contra, all of these games where you're running and gunning, side-scrolling, running gunners, man, and what kind of impact they had. Right now, it's having a huge impact on me. I don't know if you knew this, but uh, it's widely considered in the retro community that the greatest version of Contra ever to be made on consoles is the Genesis version called Contra Hardcores. Or no, Contra Hardcore, but it's corp, like C-O-R-P. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I played a bunch of that. It's hard as hell and it's loud and explosive and rad and I wish Konami was still making them. Um but they're not. Anyway, Contra uh, uh I mentioned earlier Metal uh not Metal Gear, what am I trying to say? Metal Slug. Metal Slug. Um I always do that. These amazing run and gun shooters that had me hooked when those things came out. We're going to talk about those and uh how rad they are. And I think we could even, I don't know, you could probably include things like that uh What's this, the ninja game that, um, Sega made little star chucking guy. What was that called? Shinobi? Shinobi. Shinobi one, two, and three. Shinobi's basically that. I mean, I I don't know. Like we're, we are, we, Brian and I were having like offline discussion or or before the show we were talking about like how often do we want to talk about a full genre versus a single game? And it's kind of hard to talk about one without talking about its impact and then other games that were inspired yeah. by it or even sequels or whatever. So we're just playing it by ear. You know, we'll get done with our initial 10 episodes and by then we'll probably know kind of where we lean. But, um, but next week, it's we running really gun, need,
1: We really need feedback. So if, if there's something that really tickles your fancy and it's like, oh, that really liked that, then uh, tweet to us or uh, send a show at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, we can't promise we'll make a, ch- a format change, but we certainly like to hear what you have to
0: say. Ooh, Satan Slurpee says uh, Broforce. Absolutely. Broforce is Ooh, like what yes. came out in 2014 or 2015. So yes. that game is 100% inspired by these old run and gun shooters. And that is one of my favorite indie games of all time. So we'll bring mm. that up next week. Hell yeah. We
1: played that. Me and you, me and Scott played that we a played while. Played multiplayer time
0: forever ago, yeah. yeah. But we did. I wouldn't mind playing that That game's great. Oh my gosh, it was really great. Really good. I wish they would do a follow up or something because that that game was good. Bro give it Force like two the the enforcing. Give it like full, uh, you know, Minecraft level modding capability. Let people just make crazy maps. You can make maps, but just really go nuts with it. Oh man, like I Mario think they should Maker. change
1: it to a maze game.
0: Yeah, maze. <laughs> It's an amazing game with robots that say things we can't understand. That'd be cool. Right. Anyway, that'll be next week here on Play Retro. Now, in the meantime, uh, before we get out of here, I just want to mention that the entire enterprise here that we're trying to get together and make big and make rad, this show, this new show, relatively new baby show that we got going here, is uh, all supported by you guys. So head on over to Patreon.com slash Play Retro and toss us a buck or two. There's really great revenue or revenue. There's really great uh, rewards is the word I was looking for uh, for you if you do that. And uh, part of that is uh, bonus content every week. You get all kinds of cool stuff that we post there and nowhere but there. So go over there. Check it out. Patreon.com slash play retro. And don't forget play retro on Twitter as well. Brian, what do you got there? Oh, I forgot to mention this. Daniel sent those. Where, where's his letter?
1: Yes, Daniel sent these. Uh, great, uh, uh, the great Daniel sent this, and I'm going to do some uh, video for of this uh, for Daniel and our patron supporters. I'm going to pull it out and uh, check out this arcade classic mini uh, of Rampage, one of my favorite games from the arcade, and so looking forward to talking more about that soon. I and he sent you some it. other stuff, some turtles, uh, tiny arcade stuff. A lot of fun. Yeah, he's in wait he, to play
0: with it. He's a huge nerd in uh, in retro, and he sent us a bunch of tiny cabinets. And uh, apparently, it's just a small smidgen of this giant collection he has. He has like every kind of yeah, retro. Yeah, I've seen, thing I've seen pictures. Yeah. We
1: didn't we didn't even put a dent in that collection.
0: So Daniel, huge thanks, man. It's really really nice for you to even think of us. Uh, we, we appreciate yes. that a lot. So thank you for that. Uh, be like Daniel, be super into retro and, uh, send us your feedback, yeah. your thoughts, your feelings, your comments, your whatevers. All right. I think that's it. Uh, what else yeah. did I not mention? If- Our website, frogpants.com slash play retro. Uh, go do that. <clears throat> Brian, anything else you want to yes. add here?
1: Absolutely. If you can't support us on Patreon, we understand you're working folks, uh, but you can tell a friend. So just, uh, you know, if you get a chance, casual conversation, Hey, if you heard that new show called play retro, check it out yeah
0: it is awesome. i like your sales voice it's fun it's fun that's to right
1: hear. i gotta sell some stuff
0: this yeah. is business brian yeah, it's business it's brian. brian look out guys it's business brian all right that's gonna do it for us thank you all for listening and being here we'll be back next week with more we'll see you then